Hi, welcome to Ask Away, a podcast for kids about the Bible. I'm Riley. As always, I'm here with my mom, Meredith. Hi. And my little brother, Peyton. Hi. And this is our first Ask Away on the freeway, in the car, while driving to a beach. It's true. The boys are holding the mic, and we're trying to make Ask Away on the way to the beach. I'm Meredith, like Riley said, and we are here to tell you a Bible story. And then the kids are going to jump in along the way with the things that they notice, wonder about, or think is weird. After the show, we hope you will join us by sending us a question, and we will give you the directions for how to do that at the end of the episode. For now, what we want you to know is that although the Bible shows us more about who God is and what God is like, we also know it can be confusing and really different than how things work today. And so what we hope you know is that when it comes to God and the Bible, every question is okay. And you can ask away. Well, what story are we going to do today, Peyton? I forgot the name. It's called Pentecost. Okay. And we got thinking about this story because Riley last night asked a question. Why did Jesus have to leave Earth? It's a great question, and we don't 100% know why. But Jesus says he's going to leave, and God the Holy Spirit is going to come. Now, one guess we have about that is that God seems to really like to be on a team with people. God doesn't just tell people what to do, and then they do it like how you code a robot and it follows the coded directions. God has always wanted people to make their unique mark, their own creative mark on the world. Having God's spirit with us and in us is a chance for the people who love and follow God, the people who trust Jesus, to start making their own creative mark by being what's called the church. Although coding and robots are still super cool. I agree. Well, This got us thinking about the story of what happened after Jesus did go up to heaven and the Holy Spirit came. And we realized that we hadn't explored that together, so we're going to do it today. This is the story of Pentecost. Jesus had gone to heaven, which I personally imagine being a little bit like standing on a cloud that then rises up as if it were an elevator. How might you guys imagine that? Well... I imagine heaven is just is just a big poof, and then you're floating in the middle of a yellowish surface. I imagined how we got there. Like when I was little, there we lived in Illinois. Now we live in California, but there there's a big cool park right by our house that we called the Red Park because of all its red slides, and there was this uh, tall blue ladder, and. I thought that maybe Jesus got up there by climbing a very, 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 very big ladder into the clouds. I don't think anyone really knows how he actually did it. Except maybe the people that were right by him a long, long time ago. It's true. They call Jesus going to heaven, by the way, the ascension. To ascend is to go up. So Jesus has ascended. He has gone up to heaven. And heaven is the word in the Bible for the place where God is. I mean, God is also kind of everywhere, but they also talk about this idea that God is sort of 
in heaven, um, in a place where like God can be seen. So there Jesus goes. Well, that means that Jesus's friends and followers are left to figure out what's next. What they know is that they have met God in a body who has said that there is a new time coming where we're going to work together to make the world more lovely and whole and good and beautiful, to love each other the way God loves us. That group is called the church. Well, the group that was following Jesus, they were all together and they were hanging out when all of a sudden there was what was like a wind that came into the room where they were. And then the Bible says that what looked like little fires, he calls it tongues of fire, divided up and sort of floated above the heads of all the people who were there. Well, the whole group is hanging out in the city of Jerusalem. It happens to be like a holiday weekend. And so that means it's really crowded with all kinds of people who've come from all sorts of different places around the area. After these tongues of fire come on each of Jesus's followers, it gives them the ability to start speaking in ways that speakers of other languages understand. Now, I don't totally know if that means that they could speak another language or if they spoke their own language, but the other person heard their language. But this language speaking and understanding ability was this first gift that God's Holy Spirit gave the people. The Holy Spirit came to them and gave them the power to speak and understand one another in many, many different languages. What, what was the, called the language they spoke? They spoke a language called Aramaic. Why do you ask? Because I was wondering, like, if they spoke Aramaic, like, to someone who was, like, Chinese, and, like, they replied in Chinese, would they be able to understand them? Or, like, would, they, would it just sound like Chinese to them? I think that's a great question. What, what the Bible says, it's in a book of the Bible called Acts. And the way they talk about it, it says that they were able to speak and each person in the crowd heard their own language. So I don't know exactly what that meant. I don't know if it meant that they were speaking Aramaic, but the other folks heard whatever they speak. Now, it would not have been Mandarin, which is one of the dominant languages for people who are Chinese, but because, just because China is very far away. Um, but I don't know exactly if it was like that, that um, I could speak one language and you could speak another and we would just understand each other, or if it was as if we were speaking a, a new language of the Holy Spirit that understands each other. But one way or another, they did. And so then the question becomes, what do you think Jesus's friends and followers talked about with this gifted language power that God's Spirit had given them. What do you think they chose to talk about? I don't know. Riley? Not sure. Well, of all the things they could have talked about, I mean, they could have talked about, wow, this is amazing. You understand me. I understand you. They could have talked about, hey, did you eat anything good last night? They could have talked about, oh, are those your kids? What are their names? How old are they? Instead, what they did talk about was Jesus. But before they could start to talk about Jesus, they had to clear something up. You see, as the Holy Spirit gave them this language power, 
the people who heard them at first thought, holy smokes, these folks are a little bananas. Like, what in the whiskers is going on? As our friend Margaret is apt to say. So Peter, who was sort of the unofficial leader of the group, he got up to the whole crowd and he said, what's happening right now? This is not us being a little bananas. This is not us having too much to drink early in the morning, which is what they thought. This is God's Holy Spirit who's come because Jesus, who God sent to us, is alive. And not only is Jesus alive, but he has returned to heaven. And this is a new movement of God, the Spirit of God with us, in us, among us, so that we together could be a group that gives God honor and shows the world God's love. And so they told the people Jesus's story. The Bible then tells us that a lot of people believed them, that this was something that helped them see that God really had come in Jesus. It was an event that helped them trust that Jesus really was alive, like everyone was kind of talking about. Because even though people have been talking about Jesus alive for a little while, it still seemed really wild. And this felt like a piece of evidence to support that it was true. And then the Bible said that several thousand people came to decide to trust Jesus for the first time after seeing what happened that day. Okay. If, uh, if you were going to have the ability to s automatically speak another language, which one would you choose? I don't know. I've always been wanting to speak Chinese or Japanese, but I don't really know. Probably Japanese, because our friends Max and my friend James are are both are both learning that in Duolingo, and so if I could learn that, then we could like all speak in Japanese, and not many people could know what we were talking about, which sounds kind of cool, like a code. I guess that sounds fun. Probably Japanese. What would you choose, mommy? I speak English and Spanish, but my Spanish always needs practice. And so I would just choose for it to be as smooth as I always hope it would be because I really love Spanish. Okay. So I want to tell you guys one more thing about this story because every story in the Bible tells us at least one thing about who God is and what God's like, sometimes many more than one thing. Well, there's an Old Testament story called the Tower of Babel. It's a time when people decided they were going to make themselves great by building a tower to the heavens. And the Bible says that at the time that the people decided to make themselves great, they all spoke only one language. And God watched their tower building efforts and thought, nah, this is not good for them. Making themselves all great, not worrying about trusting or knowing me at all. So God disrupted what they were doing and they began to speak many languages and they couldn't understand each other and their great big tower project to make themselves great had to end. Now Jesus has gone and the Holy Spirit has come and we see many languages coming through God to bring people back together, back together through God's Holy Spirit. It's like the reverse of Babel. It's the time when God is bringing everyone together, not to make themselves great by building some awesome, amazing building, but to make themselves a family 
by loving each other really well. So every episode, I always ask you to, as you listened along, what did you notice about who God is or what God's like? There's never a right or wrong answer. I'm just curious. Well, he sometimes wants people to trust him more than they do. He doesn't like people building big fancy towers to make themselves great. He might be fine with people building big fancy towers, but he's not fine with them building big fancy towers to make themselves great. (laughs) Maybe so. And then when you think about Pentecost and the first thing God did with this group, what else do you notice then about what the Holy Spirit did when they came or, or what that shows us about what God's like? He wants everybody anywhere if they want to join because if like they could speak every single language so like ev- anybody who was there like even even if they had never even heard of these people before and were like from the opposite side of the earth and spoke a completely different language could understand them and and so like then everybody could join so he, so like I, I noticed that God wants everybody to be able to join his big family. Now it's your turn. We'd love for you to send a question to the show. You can record a message and attach it to an email and send that to askawaypodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a Voxer message. We're there as Ask Away Podcast. Or you can have your grown-up help send a voice direct message on Instagram. I'm there as Meredith Ann Miller. And grown-ups, I do hope you'll follow me on Instagram at Meredith Ann Miller. You can also get my monthly newsletter uh, through Substack. It's the Kids and Faith newsletter. You'll find that on um, via my Instagram bio as well. And can you please buy my mom's book? It's called Woven. And there's one more thing I want to say. Please tell us how you, how you think our first freeway in the call episode goes. The, the book comes out on August 22nd. You should buy it early because pre-orders are the most helpful. We'd also really appreciate it if you'd rate, review, and subscribe. That wraps it up. Goodbye. Bye.